sir, we promised you a great man here. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. Welcome to the what? Today is the beginning of the shoot era of GP. The only way to have fun is to take the gloves. Screw it. If I offend them, oh well. What I am going to do is call it down the line every single week. I know, I know. I love wrestling. Oh, please. So damn it, I am not giving up the podcast. Oh. Hell no, I'm doubling down and going the other way. Oh, my goodness. F*** it, bring it on. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. Hello, hello. There he is, the physically busy. Yeah, today wasn't my fault, but it doesn't matter. Listen, this is, you're a man that's needed in court on a, on a daily, this is, the new name of the show is actually Night Court. <laughs> I'm in high demand right now with these courthouses. I mean, you when we were watching Survivor Series the other night, you actually had to walk away and talk to someone about something business related in the middle of a Sunday night. Yeah. This is, you're. Yeah, we had a. We had a court date Monday morning, and so, you know, there was some urgency about what needed to be done, so I just had to handle it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's a cheap heat Thanksgiving bonus episode. I'm not going to call this a spectacular because it's just a little bonus something or other because a uh, short week, not a lot of time, um, and uh, tonight I'll be out at the uh, Bowery Ballroom. Are you coming, Greg? I am. Wow, SGG in the house. I am. I'm bringing a guest, just uh, one guest, but I'll, we'll be there. All right, SGG in the building. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, I, I hope everyone's well. I, I, I'll i tell you this again. I'm going to stay on this for a little while now. I want to, um, I want to weekly remind everyone, but this week in particular, as a Thanksgiving gift to the cheap heat, uh, to, to myself and Greg, go wherever you listen to cheap heat. Um, ideally the iTunes podcast situation, SGG is being asked questions right now in his law I office. Am. Yeah, I am. it's busy. Um, and, and, and give us a review, give us five stars and write a review. If you've done it before, do it again. Need all that love from everyone. Obviously this is the shoot arrow, um, 2.0 and SGG. Um, let's jump right into it. We don't have a lot of time. Shout out to everyone sending emails. We'll be back to the mailbag next week. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Got a lot of good emails that we'll, we'll get to next week. 
But SGG, biggest takeaways from the Survivor Series weekend? Adam Cole is the best wrestler in the world. That it's was not even a, a, that was reaffirmed not even for you. A hot take, yes, not even a hot take. It's sort of lukewarm that take, but uh, the fact is that Adam Cole is the one. I mean, Thursday night going into it, he had that ladder match to secure the advantage for War Games for his team. Then War Games comes and he shows up, shows out, um, risks his body and his life. And his life, my that, God. Yeah, taking that spot from Tommaso Ciampa on the top of the, top of the cage. And then Sunday, after all of that, he has to defend his NXT championship, which he does so successfully, defeating the longest reigning champion, uh, in the modern era, Pete Dunne. Yeah. So not a slouch. That wasn't a cakewalk. No, he gets the win in his War Games match. Then beats Pete Dunne, and there you have it. Another great, another great weekend for Adam Cole. Also of note, um, the the most um, war uh, takeover experience superstar of all time, Johnny Gargano, missing of course this weekend because of injury, and uh, his streak comes to an end. The man's run at takeovers has been incredible. I'm sure we'll catch him in. Yeah. Portland in February, but I think it was since Takeover Brooklyn, this maybe the second Takeover Brooklyn. Yeah, he had quite quite the run, but it still was a very good show. Uh, really enjoyed War Games. Triple H continues to do the job with NXT, um, doing things in a way that you know you you hope the the main shows, if you will, if they are still that, because I mean you could argue right now NXT is the main show. Um, yeah. Will will adapt to uh, short and sweet. In terms of the amount of matches on the card, but just a well done show in general. Did you, did you like the, um, the setup of the women's match, the against all odds situation they set up for Team Ripley? I did. I did. And uh, I'm, I gotta say that Dakota Kai heel turn, I didn't see coming either. I mean, when you think about women's heel turns, I think that might be up there with, with one of the best ones. Definitely blindsided me. Um, you know, it wasn't one that you would have expected. There were no seeds planted that I saw. So I think it was highly effective. Yeah, very, very, it was a very interesting match. I thought the setup was very cool. And after a ton of exposure for Rhea Ripley, um, they find a way to let her have a very meaningful, um, night at TakeOver. Of course, the last few weeks have just been such a big build for her. Obviously, I mean, listen, on this show, SGG, I have to say, I don't know if anyone was putting over Rhea Ripley before I was. You know, this is, we've known. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. And if so, to quote uh, the great black comedian, Monique, I would like to see it. (laughs) I should play my Monique drops from Hot 97 that I play all the time that I've never played here. <laughs> Have you heard them before of her going, what, what'd you say? What'd you say your name was, baby? Oh, hey, Rosenberg. <laughs> it's like so sarcastic. Um, anyways, um, SGG, it was, uh, it was a fun takeover. Now, the fallout from takeover, of course, would be, um, Corey Graves taking to Twitter and throwing some pretty obvious subs towards Morrow. Um, yeah. And then Morrow, in turn, deleting his Twitter 
and not appearing at Survivor Series the next day. Um, Graves made some comments that were basically like, you know, there's a Hall of Famer and an ROH champion on commentary, you know, but you wouldn't know it, basically is what he says, implying that Morrow doesn't let anyone talk. And then there was another comment. Someone said, how many Chicago hip-hop references have there been? To which Morrow said far – I mean, to which uh, Corey said far too many. And then we've seen this before. Uh, people take some shots uh, in some way towards Morrow, and he does not appear the next day. Has there been any update with what's happened with Morrow and, and Corey? Well, allegedly, um, Morrow's not going to be appearing tonight on NXT, which, as we know, is a live show. And so, you know, he's been the voice of NXT so far. So if he's not going to appear on that, then it's likely that there's more to this story. But also, you know, I'm, I'm seeing that Corey may have issued an apology on this week's After the Bell, hmm. which I have not heard, so I can't speak too much to that. But it seems that he uh, he did issue an apology. Very, very interesting stuff. Here, let's see. Uh, there's an article in the New York Post. Mauro Ronaldo staying away from WWE after grave sad apology. So this is from the New York Post, who I don't always trust, but their 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 articles about stuff like this are usually pretty decent. He opened the latest after the bell by saying sorry for a tweet during t- takeover in which he criticized Mora Ronaldo. Of course, we know um, Mora's been open about his bipolar disorder. Um, this past Saturday during the Takeover War Games event, I sent out a tweet. It was an unpopular opinion, as I often do with the intention of just stirring up a little controversy, maybe have something fun to talk about on TV or here on the show. It was maybe not the most professional way to go about things, and it was never meant to offend or disrespect or disparage anybody. That was never my intention. It was taken as such. I apologize deeply. That was not my intention. I would never intentionally cause anybody undue stress, especially a coworker. so I apologize. Um... Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll say this, right? Moro Ronaldo is not above criticism. That's a simple statement. And I mean, I don't think that because he has uh, mental health issues that critique should rise to the level of bullying. That being said, Corey Graves could have gone about it differently um maybe that tweet felt like a pile on i I have no idea how moral might have felt reading that tweet but i definitely could understand if he took it more as uh, a shot fired toward him from a co-worker you know who who's in the same department as he is basically they're both announcers um they both have the same job of trying to convey something to the fans so I could see him taking it a little bit personally coming from Corey Graves versus if it came from some somebody else associated with WWE. It's a tough it's a tough I, I think I think you said that all very well. Um it is a tough situation uh with Morrow. Um because I agree with you. You know, I mean nobody's above reproach. Nobody's above a little jab, uh particularly thinking WWE. Um now that being said, Corey knows the history here and probably should have known that this would potentially happen. Um, I do think it's tough because you end up in a situation where you don't want to critique Morrow. You know, I, I find his hip-hop references to be a bit much. 
right? Like I, I think many people do. They find the pop culture references to be a little silly. Um, you know, and we are all anyone who gets on the mic professionally to broadcast, um, knows that there are people who can critique you. Um, you know, I, I, I see my, my share of shade and more than shade every single day. And I'm not saying it's fun, <laughs> but at the same time, and you know, and I'm not saying it's coming from coworkers. So certainly if it comes from a coworker, it would affect you differently. But the question I guess that we won't be able to answer because I don't think any of us are uh, knowledgeable enough is, is his bout with bipolar disorder somehow, you know, is that a direct reason why he needs to delete his Twitter and miss shows after someone says something critical? Um, I don't know. I just don't know. And I, I feel for Morrow if it does affect him this deeply, um, you know, and, and this is the second time something like this has happened. Of course, we all remember it. We we talked a lot about it with the JBL situation, which I thought was probably even more tame than this was and turned into a huge deal. So um, an unfortunate situation, um, you know, Corey didn't mention him by name. Don't know if that was intentional. Um, you know, he thought maybe he didn't want to upset him more and that was how they decided would be a good way to word it. I don't know, but hopefully everything gets smoothed out. Morrow's very, very good at his job. He's very entertaining. He has things about him that I find, you know, that aren't my cup of tea all the time, just like every single broadcaster in WWE has. Right. You know, everyone has something that I'm like, all right. I mean, how many things have we complained about Cole over the years? Right. (laughs) Right. So... You know, and, and we got another one on Sunday. How do you confuse the fiend and the Miz? That was hilarious. We have, we'll, we'll play that audio next week. Uh, I don't have time for audio this week, but that was Just, comedy. You're hurting me. All right. Well, before we get to whatever it is that we're doing next, I want to take a second and give a shout out to Vivid Seats. You already know Vivid Seats. It's an online event ticket marketplace. All the events you want to go to, man. All the whether it's wrestling, you might be trying to go to the World Series. NBA's kicking off. Whatever it is you want tickets to. They're all on the Vivid Seats app. So you get the Vivid Seats app, you download it to your phone, you sign up for the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Vivid Seats will help you find the seats to all the live events you want to go to, all right? All easy through the Vivid Seats app. They have amazing prices, easy purchasing experience, um, plus that loyalty program, Vivid Seats Rewards. It's amazing. Um, so what are you waiting for? You want to go to events, go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Um, you're automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. All Vivid Seats confirmed. Orders are backed by 100% guarantee. Enter the promo code ESPN25. ESPN25. And they'll hook you up with a 10% discount on your next order. Also, while we're at it, shout out. Uh, if you love ESPN Podcast, I got to give a shout out to another one you might enjoy. Greg Wyshynski and Emily Kaplan doing a great job covering hockey for ESPN. Um, their show ESPN on ice. All right. You can find it wherever you get your podcast. Check out ESPN on ice. And now to whatever's next on GP. You're hurting me. Just to add to the Corey Gray situation too. And something that I think is getting lost in all of this, um, with the focus being placed so much on moral is that the tweet was also a defense of his coworkers who are in the same position as he is and does the same job as he does. Because like he said at the end of that first tweet, uh, before, you know, 
fans commented and then he commented back to their comments and it became something else. Um, the tweet was punctuated with him saying, I, be- I believe they have something to offer too, or something to that effect. And it's true, right? It's a, it's a three man commentary team, not a one man commentary table. Um, it's a commentary team. So, I mean, I think that part does get lost with people, you know, rightfully so rushing tomorrow's defense because they love them, but there needs to be a balance in that, right? Are we going to love Morrow so much that we just throw Nigel and, and uh, Beth Phoenix to the wayside? Well, and, and now and Ryan stops? Ryan Satin's reporting that though it was all going to be part of the sort of brand warfare of Survivor Series, and Graves was going to bring it up on commentary when he was working with Morrow on Sunday. We'll never know. We will never know. Anyways, uh, Survivor Series itself, um, I thought was a, a decent show. I didn't think it was a tremendously exciting show. Um, but I thought it was a solid overall entertaining pay per view top to bottom. SGG, what was your, your take? I, I agree. I feel like it, the, it was paced well. Um, I really did enjoy uh, the Adam Cole match, obviously. Rey Mysterio and Brock Lesnar was a fun match. Dominic hitting the 619. Loved it. Loved the double 619 into the double frog Loved splash. It. Really enjoyed that. I, I did enjoy NXT coming away with the win, which, you know, it doesn't so much say that the main roster can't beat these minor leagues as much as it says that NXT is not minor leagues. And if you love wrestling, you should be checking them out too. This was a, uh, a three hour infomercial for what NXT does on Wednesday nights for fans of Raw and SmackDown who may not be tuning in. And I loved it. My own, The only thing I would change was, um, you know, Bailey tapping out at the end just because the build-up to it was so much about how she's an afterthought and she's the weak link and she doesn't deserve this place alongside um, Becky and Shayna. And then you proved that right <laughs> by... You know, the way that they did it. Two women come out of the three-way looking strong, and none of them were Bailey. And, you know, Bailey now has to follow that up on Friday, you know, with, with real quality bad guy work. You know, a bad guy has to be able to take a loss that's straight up embarrassing and act like nothing ever happened. You know, that is the, that is the goal of the heel, and we'll see what, uh, what Bailey's able to do with that. I will say I thought the crowd was pretty flat by the end of that match. Yeah. You know, and then Becky kind of, at the end, Becky attacked Shayna and was supposed to get her heat back. To me, it felt a little like, all right, it's just... The close of the show, I don't know if order-wise it made sense. I mean, Brock Ray, you knew what was going to happen, and while it had cool moments, you got exactly what you expected. And then it went right into the Bailey becky Shayna match, which I don't think... I mean, listen, we all know. Let's just be real, guys. This lead up to Survivor Series, you may have enjoyed pieces of the invasion stuff. It was messy. It was confusing. It was hard to keep track. I got a good email about it in our mailbag last week. You know, when week after week and show after show, there's running after running after running after running. It becomes hard to keep track of even what's happened and, and what's, and what stories even exist. So while I thought the card was pretty good and there were enjoyable matches, Ultimately, from a storytelling standpoint, I just didn't have a lot 
story-wise that I was thinking about when watching the show? Well, in their defense, the one story that I will say was was sort of threaded pretty well was uh, the Kevin Owens will he won't he NXT Team Raw story that they that they had going throughout. Um, they they started it on Monday. Um, Saturday he shows up at War Games with his debut Tron and his debut attire, which I thought was a nice touch that he showed up as NXT Kevin Owens, uh, the man he was when he left Full Sail to to join the main roster and feud with John Cena and do more beyond. And then on Sunday it was like, well, wait, you were at War Games, Mister NXT. Like, are you on this team? Even right when he first gets tagged into the match, he has a choice to make: can he? Do a frog splash on Tommaso Ciampa or Shorty Gable. He chooses Shorty Gable. Like his loyalty was still up in the air right until the moment when mm-hmm. he ate that DDT and gets eliminated from the match. So I, I, probably the thing people are most happy about this week, or at least uh, I talked to people who were happy about it, would be the sort, the well done and somewhat nuanced apparent Seth Rollins heel turn. Mm-hmm. He he really. They did a good job tapping into the fact that he has been annoying and they allowed that sort of annoyingness to be the catalyst of the turn when he gets in the ring and basically tells everyone on the roster they suck. Except for Becky, who also lost. Great point. He had, he had bars for everybody except for Becky. He even put himself in that category and didn't have the heart to say, well, Becky, you should have beat Shada. By the way, which you know which I mean? which would be a funny way to take it even further. <laughs> you know, they could follow that up and him and him call her out and them cut a promo together and him say the thing that he wanted. Like he has something important to tell her. And when he brings her out, everyone thinks it's going to be a proposal. And he's like, oh, yeah, but we already proposed. I forgot. Do they know? Not on TV, though, right? I don't think they did. Yeah. I don't think they did. Yeah, not on TV. So you could have it set up like it's going to be a proposal, and then it's like, I just wanted to tell you, you were awful at Survivor Series. You let all of us down. Um, and if, if they wanted to keep pushing with this narrative. But listen, this is the way they had to go. We've been hearing people be anti-Seth now for months, right? Yeah. They t- we turned on Seth long ago. I would say that this week was a good week for, for WWE. I think that Survivor Series was cool, and I think it was a raw follow-up that was actually solid um, and and pushed a couple of storylines further. Um, I'm bummed that I'm going to be busy tonight, and I won't be able to watch AW and uh, NXT until tomorrow. But So we'll see how things go uh, tomorrow, uh, uh, tonight, Scorpio Sky and Chris Jericho for the title on AEW. Scorpio Scott could lock in his spot in the Black Power Rankings um, next week. If I mean, he becomes, I mean, if he wins, if he the, becomes AEW's first Black Champion and Double Champion at the same time. I mean, if if he if if, if Scorpio Sky wins the title, I think he locks in his year end Power Rankings right there. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, listen, that's that's definitely a possibility. And by the way, I, I wouldn't be surprised, and I think it'll be pretty wise if if AEW went to a black champion relatively. I, I doubt they'll do it tonight, but I won't be surprised if they do it very early in their existence. Yeah, they they should. It's definitely, especially with Scorpio Sky. He, you know, on the mic, I feel like he leaves a little bit to be desired. I thought he was pretty damn but, good last week, though. But everybody, no, nobody's 
all around five star in every category, and I really like him in the ring. I think he has a good look, and I really like him in the ring. So uh, we'll see what happens with that tonight. SGG, uh, where are you having Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving in New York City, and then Friday, me and Crystal are doing like a, a couple's Thanksgiving, just us in Philly. So oh. I'm having two. You know, the physically large. Oh my gosh! Can't I... have just one. Now, are are you are you satisfied with uh, turkey, or do you still need delicious chicken? No, I still need delicious chicken. Man. I still need delicious. Chicken. So you're saying you have turkey with a side of delicious chicken? Yeah, I've been listen. I've been known to have like sliced carved turkey turkey breast with a nice chicken leg, some ham, collard greens, yams, mac and cheese, potato salad. You know. So you heard the discussion on Ebro in the morning this week about potato salad versus mashed potatoes? No, I did not. So I, I had never heard until this week that people have potato salad at their Thanksgiving. Well, see, yeah, because I think uh, I think it's cultural. Cause it, I, it's very cultural. I I told white people about it, and they were like in shock that this happens. Well, see, that's how I felt about mashed potatoes when I was in law school. Uh, my roommate Nick, like Thanksgiving was coming up, and he was talking about how he just loves his mom's mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving, and I'm like. Mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving. See, that's, never heard of it. This is one of the ten years ago. We just said we just said a lot on this podcast. The only takeaway from people is going to be the shock. I'm going to get emails. Subject line: mashed potatoes. I, I'm telling you, this subject. <laughs> I was out in the never, Bronx today. We did never a, heard of it. We did a turkey giveaway, and people were coming up to me on the street. A talking about Thanksgiving bars, and B talking about potato salad versus mashed potatoes. It, it's a, these cultural differences when it comes to holidays are fascinating. I never, potato salad is the, is, you got it. Potato salad is what you do with potatoes and, for Thanksgiving. And, and I'm telling you, white people are going to say what I'm saying, which is potato salads for a picnic or a barbecue. Mashed potatoes, steaming mashed potatoes, creamy and delicious, covered in gravy. That's the move on Thanksgiving. No, 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 no. The gravy... Because sometimes you might have a side of the hot side of rice and beans, so the gravy goes with the with the rice and beans. Rice and beans on Thanksgiving also bonkers to white people. I'm telling you, bonkers. Are you serious? Bonkers. Not even a thought. Rice and beans on Thanksgiving. Because how are you going to have yams, candied yams, and mashed potatoes? Uh, people have candied yams and mashed potatoes, or sweet potatoes and regular potatoes. Listen, this is all controversy we can discuss <laughs> as time goes on. Oh, Ev everyone, take in a good Survivor Series this weekend. Think about the gobbledygooker. I hope that everybody <laughs> I hope that everybody who's uh, had a rough year in any way gets to celebrate and have a nice time this weekend and, and spend a moment thinking about um, the positive things that are going on. Greg's going to get hit by traffic, and we'll catch you guys next week. Greg, take it easy and enjoy yourself. Thanks, Pete. All right, stay mage. Stay mage. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left. The major state. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M -m 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 Major.